0: great day. Amazing humans. Yes. Welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowered thoughts to further empower your human. I'm your host and Waffer Robinson and founder and CEO of EIMS. I'm an experienced technology executive, an author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker and viral sensation with speeches that have over 7 million views worldwide. And most recently awarded WXN most powerful women in Canada. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast and subscribe. So you never miss an episode for now. I'm your girl let the show begin yes great day and welcome to the next episode of Empowered My Skin the podcast on today I have I know I always say an amazing guest but I actually have a really amazing guest on today she is a mom, an entrepreneur, a stylist, personal shopper, event curator, mental health advocate, a as, as self-proclaimed fashion enthusiast. She eats, drinks, and sleeps fashion, and she's fantastic at it. But that's not all. She's available for public and motivational speaking seminars and panels, styling classes, brand ambassador promotional services, and overall styling services. Last but not least, I have to say it. She is family. Yay! <laughs> so put your ears together for this amazing, thriving, mompreneur, fashionist, stylist, extraordinaire, Sheree Robinson. <laughs> okay, I love it. So thank you, Sheree. Thank you for saying yes. Yes,
1: I would, I would of course,
0: would say yes. This is like I love it. Place. I love it. So I know, I'm excited to actually know more about you and I'm sure um, guests are as well. So tell us a little bit about you know, serene the person?
1: Uh, serene the person is a little social, socially awkward at times. Um, I'm a mom. I'm 30 and thriving. Um, I'm a fashion enthusiast. I love dressing up. I love feeling good. I love looking good. Um, I'm a personal shopper and a stylist. Um, I like to throw parties and cool events. And I'm also a mental health advocate. I have gone through my fair share of ups and downs in life as we all have and um, you know I've come to the point where I've realized that you're not always alone in things so Mm -hmm. I'm getting more comfortable with speaking about some of the things that I've struggled
0: with. Wow that's awesome and um, I just I want to just ask you a little bit about you know mental health because this is such a time where there's so many people out there that are you know probably really suffering in silence and if you just have to take a real moment to anyone that you could touch right now from a mental health perspective what could you say
1: uh i'm gonna be like a thousand percent honest I'm, at, I'm struggling so i don't really have any good advice uh i actually gonna be uh super transparent at the moment i had quite a breakdown before this mm. um And I because I knew that you were gonna ask these questions. (laughs) Um and I don't like wanna be emotional. I don't like being emotional too much anymore. But um yeah, I'm struggling to be honest. Mm -hmm. And uh these questions trigger me. Mm -hmm. Um not in a bad way to say that um it's a bad trigger, but it makes me have to be in touch with what I'm feeling and I don't Mm -hmm. like that. So um being a new mom I'm really busy throughout the day I don't have time to sit and think about how I feel or you know Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times nobody really asks me how I'm doing Mm -hmm. um so I don't have to tap into it Mm -hmm. but I knew this conversation (laughs) was gonna happen Mm -hmm. and I knew you were gonna ask me these questions Mm -hmm. and I've had anxiety all
0: day because but you know, I only have love for you. You know that, you know that I asked you. So I asked you onto this. So this is a podcast all about people that are thriving. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Like I'm Thank so you. like, like half of the time, like I, I look at you and I think when I met, so first of all, she's my niece, she's my husband's niece. So by marriage, right. And when I met her, you were like a little kid no, and to, yeah. see, and, and to see what you're doing and you are just so fantastic at this it. like you were born to do it. Um that's why I wanted you on the show because you know there's a lot of people that aren't, you know, and they're just stuck and they're not living out their dreams and you've done that and now this year you, you have a you have a beautiful daughter, you know, and <laughs> and you're still kicking butt, you know? And so that's why you're here. Thank you. <laughs> you're so anyway, you're empowering and you you're embracing that and I think that's beautiful. If, you know, so let me let's let's try let's ease into this so I I'm a big affirmation junkie like I think I am like I love I am if you had to you know sort of say what is Shireen's great I am what would it be
1: um I'm I'm resilient I would say um and the reason why I would say that is because I fight a lot of internal battles that a lot of people don't know about Mm -hmm. and I always rise above like to everybody I look like I'm always okay like I have it all together Mm -hmm. um but people don't really understand so I would say that I am resilient like that is something that I pride myself on because but even before having a baby um I would always pick myself up because I just knew that I was destined for something more like I just Mm -hmm. knew that this wasn't gonna be my forever you know so I always would push through push through but now that I have a daughter um I mean like I don't I literally don't have a choice like you know I have to because I want her to like be better than me in the sense that um just being in touch with how you feel like it's okay to feel like you know mm-hmm. it's okay to be in touch with your emotions it's okay to talk about it it's okay to cry like I'm an, I'm an emotional person mm-hmm. and I always feel like I'm being shut down because I'm emotional mm-hmm. and it's also I'm always told like me being emotional is always like oh you're just emotional or Shireen you're too emotional or mm-hmm. that's just your emotions it's like yeah but like this is who I've been this mm-hmm. is who I'm always gonna be just love mm-hmm. me for who I am and I just want like to know that um you know it's okay to Mm -hmm. be emotional it's okay to feel stuff Mm -hmm. um and I kind of want the world to know that because for the longest time I was like just so numb to everything because Mm -hmm. I always felt like how I felt didn't matter so I don't want her to feel like that that's it
0: you know it's um i've actually been so i am an emotional junkie i cry a lot i actually say that i just say it now it's just therapy right yeah. but um yeah i do i try actually every single day to step into my like to really tap into my emotion because i truly believe that that's on the other side of that, like in that is where my power is you know And, and I say that it's same with you. You have a palpable power. Like there's a, there's a a energy around you power whenever you walk into a room and it's, and it's from that emotion, you know? So, you know, I, I always give everyone like vulnerability to me is, is a superpower hundred percent, you know? And And I'm only um, looking at it
1: like that now. I was like, not that it was weak, but I just don't like being judged, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you're vulnerable, you know you're you're opening yourself up to being judged by people. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just never my thing. Mm-hmm. But now I don't have a choice. It's either mm-hmm. I talk or I go crazy. So like,
0: <laughs> I'm going to give you <laughs> a statement. That you, I'm going to give you a statement you could take for free. I say your opinion of me is absolutely none of my business. Facts. Yeah. Right.
1: Facts. So, I heard that.
0: <laughs> so COVID nineteen, like, like that alone changed people's lives. And then mm-hmm. you had became a mother mm-hmm. <laughs> during it. You know, can you tell us a little bit about that journey into motherhood and, and how it's been with, you know, in quarantine life?
1: Um, It was scary. Obviously being a first time mom is scary, but then you are in the thick of a global pandemic something none of us have experienced before and you have all these germs floating around. And, you know, I'm pregnant, and I'm doing research, like, how does this virus affect pregnant people? How does this virus Mm. affect babies? Like, these are the things that I'm searching every day, where I felt like I should have been focusing on, like, how to, like, be zen during my pregnancy. I'm here searching how to, like, survive this pandemic, being a pregnant Mm. new mom, you know? So it was like, yeah, I learned a lot, but it was also terrifying, because it's like, there's not a lot of data about how this virus you know affects pregnant moms and babies like at the time though it was still really fresh so the data was like slim to none Mm -hmm. so i literally did not leave the house i didn't leave i left the house for doctor's appointments only i you know i'm a huge family person i was even afraid to go to my mom's house Mm -hmm. like i was like stuck in the house in the house bored like for real for real um and i like was scared to touch the groceries again i was you know disinfecting the hat like I didn't go anywhere and it's just me and um my boyfriend at the house and it's like why am I can- like why do I continue to sanitize if like, there's nobody here like nobody's coming here but it was just how I coped with it at the mm. time and then having to go to these doctor's appointments by myself um you know and just going through that process like I felt bad for him because he was missing out on a lot too like the ultrasounds and like just hearing from the doctor's mouth yourself like what's going on you know we would have to be on FaceTime and he'd be downstairs in the car and it was just like oh my gosh like this is so unfair Mm -hmm. because you know when I found out I was pregnant like this wasn't a thing Right. So I was not expecting or anticipating any of this. I thought I was going to have a regular pregnancy, baby shower, christening, doctor's appointments, my mom, my sister, my grandma, my dad, everybody in the room with me. That did, none of that happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a baby shower. I, I didn't have my mom there. I didn't have my grandma there. You know, I didn't get the balloons and the flowers in the whole, in the hospital room. Like I didn't get any of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's... It's a it's a story. I can't wait to tell her about it. Like you have no idea. Like you're a special kid. Like you were born right, in of a time baby. when the whole world pandemic
0: was baby. over. For real, for real. No, but it's true. Like you know, actually, I never looked at her and looked at and thought about that.
1: Yeah, like when she like she like she'll um, like oh this she was born in the pandemic. Yeah, you know, like she's a pandemic baby. She was born in 2020, and right when during mm-hmm. lockdown. You know, mm-hmm. when we could not go anywhere. I would look out my window and the streets
0: would be empty yep so curious were there any um, you know pen like were there any support groups available like did did you meet other women that were going through the same thing? Only,
1: cycle. like, through my own resources. Like, nothing mm-hmm. was provided to me. Like, my, I didn't go to my doctor's appointment and they were like, hey, like, you know, this is a rough time for new moms. Like, mm-hmm. here's a group we have online. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. Um, I just had a, a few people, friends of mine that were kind of pregnant, either had a baby before me or were pregnant mm-hmm. um, around the same time as me. And we really just rallied together and became each other's support system. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of, like, it and I you know did my research online found ways to engulf myself in baby stuff and just learn as much as I could um but even like things like the breastfeeding class um and like her hearing test like she didn't even she didn't get to do any of that stuff like I didn't usually the within the first 24 hours of having a baby like you'll have um there's a class you can go to where they will help you to get your baby to latch on so you can Mm -hmm. breastfeed and whatever whatnot and um, I am, I, I'm a realistic thinker, so I just figured, like, I know I'm like, bigger in the chest area, so I figured that I would have issues breastfeeding, like, off the mm-hmm. rip, so I was really looking forward to that class, just to get the hands on, like, the teacher will come, you bring your baby, they'll help them, like, physically help them latch on to you, so, so I was looking forward to that extra help, I didn't get any of that, I had a lady come in with a checkboard, ask me a couple questions, hand me a pamphlet, and tell me, like, you could do it, you know? they're telling you that this is the best food for your baby the best nutrition maybe this is the best thing you can do for your baby but you're taking away any comfort in me knowing mm-hmm. that i'm going to be able to do it right you can't come too close to me because it's six feet of social distance so you can't necessarily like even though you work in the hospital, it's like they were still very there but very distant at the same mm-hmm. time you know um rightfully so they they had to be mm-hmm. nobody understood what was going on at the time i feel like now people are way more knowledgeable but you know in May when I was giving birth it was still a scramble um mm-hmm. so yeah I didn't have the comfort in any of those things and you know she had to do the hearing test right off the hospital in the hospital just to make sure everything's fine I didn't get to do that so I'm freaking out snapping every day at her yeah. like, <laughs> she, like, like I didn't know you were yeah just to make sure like she like, do I know if she's hearing me correctly, you know? Um, and the only reason why I knew that she could hear or, like, things were fine is that loud noises would startle her. She would literally, like... So I was like, all right, she feels, she hears something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she didn't get her hearing test till, like... She was, like, seven months, six months mm-hmm. down the line. You know? She passed with fine colors, but still, like, as a new mom, I was very worried about that. Mm-hmm. So it was just... The experience is really, really different. I'm sure it's better now. Oh, and then in the hospital when I was giving birth... We went in thinking that, um, you know, we would have to overnight stay, him and I with the baby. No, I was only, he was only allowed to stay with me for two hours after I gave birth. So for the first night in the hospital, I was winging it by myself so that's kind of what built me up to be a mom like because I was obviously worried about knowing whether I could do it mm-hmm. but you have no choice but to do it when you're in the hospital by yourself and like the nurses are kind of in and out mm-hmm. but it's really it was really really hard because they don't tell you that like I mean obviously you push a baby out so you know you're not going to be 100% but it's a lot on your lower body area <laughs> down there
0: to even oh, be gosh. able to
1: get like they don't they don't want the baby to sleep in the bed with you so you have to put the baby into the bassinet beside you but I have to get up off the bed put her in there get up take her out and I can't even really walk properly wow. so I was like oh my gosh this is this is when you need like the dad there because he yeah. to pick her up and like give her to me or he mm-hmm. can rock her for a bit but Noah was just like. I have to do it on my own. You have to suck it out. You have no choice, right? So, here we are. I made it. She's about to be nine months. We're good.
0: And talk about talk about amplifying. I am resilient. Yeah, (laughs) that is. Yeah, the
1: nurses felt so bad. Like even the nurse that wheeled me over to recovery, she cried. She was like, "I know how." She's like, "I can just feel your spirit, and I know how scared you are, Mm -hmm. and this sucks for you." She's like, "I, "I feel so bad," and she was like in tears, and I was like this pandemic is really making people get in touch with their emotions. Cause I never, I would have never have thought, but she just understood, like, you know, she just knew, like, I thought she could as much as I was trying to just like not be emotional. Like that's when she, when she turned away to walk away and she said to me, like she stepped down, she came back and she's like, I can feel how scared you are. And I was just like, i just started crying i was was gonna be okay why did you come back
0: so tell me because i want to start to get into like you know your entrepreneur's spirit because it always Mm. comes from somewhere so but first what you know what makes you feel inspired and like your best self
1: um music travel um and other people um like uh, seeing other successful people so I had two friends of mine just launched their companies like a couple weeks ago and like I was like whoa a little fire under my bed I was like come on girl like work on something do something you know Um, honestly I'm not gonna lie it's been a struggle for me just between being a new mom and the this whole lockdown and like my job is a hands-on kind of job. Like I mm-hmm. being in the stores, touching, feeling clothes, like being with clients, meeting with them, shopping with them. So it's like it's been a struggle for me to even stay motivated. It's mm-hmm. been a struggle for me to even produce any work. um It's been a struggle for me to find clients. It's been a struggle for me to, you know, find shop like clients to shop because it's a pandemic. A lot of people are out of work, so it's like people don't really have that money to spend anymore on like clothing items and things like that. So it's been a struggle. It's, by the grace of God and a blessing that I'm able to sustain myself. And like, especially with having a new baby mm-hmm. during a time like this, where I used to be traveling like two, three times a month, I maybe mean, once mm-hmm. a month for work, like, you know, mm-hmm. and I haven't left this country in a year, November made a year, that I have not left. Um, and that's a big, big part of my job. Yeah. So it's been very, very difficult. Um, I am trying new things on the daily to, to stay motivated to get my creative juices flowing, um, I was actually having a conversation with a couple of friends that I met on Clubhouse. This morning, I said to them, I was like, you know, and usually I don't get too personal on there, but at twelve o'clock every day, uh, we this our, like we're all in our twenties, like thirties, like a group of young of like young people. Twelve o'clock every day on this app, we get together and we pray. And we don't know each other from a can of paint in the wall. We literally just met on this app. And we have made it our duty to get together at 12 o'clock p.m. on this app and pray every day. Um, And after the prayer, I said, hey, guys, I have a question. And uh, I was just explaining to them that I'm a a creative, but I haven't been feeling creative. Like, what can I do? Um, And it was so uplifting. Like, you know, the advice that they gave me and just, like, meditating and chakras and just, like, praying. It was just everybody has different methods and we all come mm-hmm. from different walks of life. And everybody was just giving me, they're like, you know, this is what I do. Maybe you can find something from there that might help you. And it's mm-hmm. everybody does something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely going to take into account some of their suggestions and just try to keep myself motivated. Um, I bought a new desk. So I'm trying to make a change of scenery. Maybe that'll help me feel like get my creative juices going and mm-hmm. like, make a nice creative space for myself um so I'm just trying little little things to keep mm-hmm. it going because it's easy to just feel like especially with what's going on to be cooped up in the house it's easy to just be like oh, I'm gonna kick up kick up on my couch with my laptop and it's like yeah for 20 minutes an hour you'll start to do work but then you'll flip to your favorite show yeah. and then you know there's no consistency mm-hmm. but it's also really hard with a baby because I don't have the time to sit down like I used to and like dish out my best work, you know? It's like, she's in my lap trying to help me. She's my assistant, you know? Like On my computer, on my iPad, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Deleting my sketches, like, it's like, oh no, like, this is different. Mm -hmm. So it's like, pandemic struggle, new mom struggle. I feel like I'm like in this whirlwind of like confusion. Mm -hmm. And I just go through it daily. Like Mm -hmm. I have no plan.
0: but are you are you good with are you good with just saying you know what shreem just breathe like you you're no
1: no i'm like my biggest hardest worst worst critic so like i don't give myself some of the credit that i feel like maybe i deserve because i'm just like i can all i feel like i can always be doing more Mm um but i have to learn like especially now especially with having a baby Mm -hmm. i have to practice and learn more patience and that's Mm -hmm. something that i i didn't really not have but I lacked it mm-hmm. and I really have to tap into the to being patient and then mm-hmm. it's it's a struggle but um you know I don't have a choice because mm-hmm. you have like you have, being a mom like, then having to the, pay the patience is just like top tier one of the things in my opinion that you need to have when you're a mom especially mm-hmm. dealing with a little baby that can't talk can't tell mm-hmm. you what they want.
0: Mm-hmm. so we've we've heard you, you've expressed mom you've expressed an entrepreneur you know but how did you get into fashion like how did you just know that that was where your passion was
1: um so I initially didn't even like know that like I didn't see this path for myself I just knew that um I really liked dressing up I really liked expressing myself through the way that I was dressed um and I knew that I didn't really care what anybody had to say at the time um when i was going through my different phases you know so i went to a catholic school so we had to wear a uniform but we had like one day a month at the end of the month called city's day where we can kind of dress however we wanted to so mm-hmm. that was my opportunity to shine like i was planning my outfits weeks in advance and like i don't know when i look back at some of the outfits that i put together i'm like ooh, honey <laughs> i was like no fashion fashion police right now i know why my parents would look at me crazy when i was coming down the stairs because i looked a mess but (laughs) nobody could tell me anything i was walking with confidence that's when i knew like i just didn't care like my dad used to be like my dad one time we were walking downtown and he looked at me he's like yo or like i came down the stairs and he's like where are you going you're not coming with me just like that but yeah i came down the stairs he's like where are you going with me like that and I said dad like I look good like this is my thing like I feel good like I'm Mm -hmm. wearing it and the Mm -hmm. whole time we're walking downtown my dad just kept looking at me in disgust (laughs) I cannot believe here my daughter walking beside me right now and it wasn't like a like bad outfit it was just like I was in a tomboy face so everything was Mm -hmm. oversized like I was wearing like a 2xt like (laughs) I had no business dressing like that as a girl like you know but Mm -hmm. that's what was in the time I'm pretty sure I was wearing my brother's clothes but I really care. um that's what I knew like I had a love for fashion because fashion is not what's in it's what makes you feel good just Ooh. because this is what's trending doesn't mean that that's fashion for you fashion is something for every like it's different for everybody and it's just like whatever makes you feel good that's what I tell my clients when you look good you feel good and whatever mm-hmm. makes you feel good that's just just do it and oh comfort over style that's me too I don't I'm not gonna wear no six inch heels that's gonna hurt my foot. I'm not doing that. I would rather wear sneakers. Like I'm. That's my. That's my model. Comfort over style. So I used to work at Rogers, and um, I used to do these flat lays. It's basically like I would go on different websites, pull um, like, like Photoshop, uh, like items like clothing items, and okay. I would put them together on a grid and make an outfit. So you would have a shirt, a pants, a shoe, a bag, accessories. And I would put these little hooks together um, and I would put them on. At first, I never posted them. I used to just share them with my close friends and family. And people used to be like, like, you should post these, Like, these are really good. Like, oh, can you can you help me find an outfit like this? And I was like, really? People would be like, yeah, like this is sick. Where can I find the shorts like this? Or where can I find a shirt like this? And this was just something that I was doing at my desk at work because I was bored. Um, so I made an Instagram. Um, and I started and that's where that's why buy where buy SLR came from so buy SLR is my brand and my company um and Mm. it's just basically buy me so SLR is my initials Shireen Leanna Robinson so buy SLR is everything by me these books are by me these designs are by me whatever I uh whatever business I start it'll be branched under the buy SLR brand which is not just a it's not just fashion it could be anything Mm. So I was already thinking ahead when I created this name because I knew that this wasn't just going to be the only lane that I was going to be in. Um, So I started posting them on Instagram and uh, people started hitting me up to like dress them for their birthdays and stuff like that. Like just randomly, like I was in Forever 21 pulling clothes from like going shopping with my friends for their birthday outfits. And I was like, wow, this is exhilarating. I love this. Um, and did
0: you start charging at that time or you just no, you still didn't realize you had a business <laughs> no
1: I had no idea I could I <laughs> probably would have made so much more money back then mm-hmm. um but I was just like I was just so happy that people liked what I was doing mm-hmm. that I just was doing it because I just loved it you know I was like mm-hmm. just so happy people were like wanting to work with me like people appreciated my eye like it was just exciting for me so I was just like being paid for it was never a thought at the time. Mm-hmm. It was just mm-hmm. doing it for fun. It was just, mm-hmm. it felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my best friend, Aisha, at the time had just gotten married. Um, and uh, her husband was drafted into the NBA. And um, I would go visit them and I would just play in their closet for fun. I would just be like, hey guys, do you mind if I organize your closet? And they would be like, they looked at each other like, what? I'd be like it was fun for me it wasn't work i would put a I would put a good playlist on get a good bottle bottle of water and i would just be in their closet for hours just playing in their clothes and then they would come in and they'd be like shereen like what did you just do like what, whose closet is this? And I, I would look at it myself like whoa like, this is cool it looks so good but i was just in a zone it didn't mm-hmm. feel like a job to me like i was just moving things around color coordinating things taking things out folding things and then what I would do is they had a rolling rack is I would put three outfits (laughs) for each of them Mm -hmm. so when I would leave I was like I I would tell them like listen when you guys are when I leave and you guys want to go on a date night or you guys want to go out like here's your outfits you just pull take this outfit off the rack off the rack and you put it on it was I love that yeah it was yeah it was I would put everything there the shoes were at the bottom the purse everything that you needed for the look was hung right there so you just grab it put it on and you go um, and that is when I realized that I was styling
0: mm-hmm.
1: a couple months maybe a year some time went by and um she formally asked me like she's like hey like can you put some looks together and I was like for real for real she's like yeah I said when can you come here and I was like like fly there she's like yeah and I was like really <laughs> and she's like yeah like I want you to put some looks together for us and I'm like okay she's like no like not not, not just for now like forever and I was like and I was wow. like, what do you mean forever? I was like, she's like, yeah, like, you know, like, leave your job. And I was like, what? I made my two weeks letter on my desk at work the same day after I got that text. Wow. And usually I would call my parents to consult with them about those types of decisions. But I didn't. Yeah. I wrote that two weeks notice and I sent it off that same day. And I felt yeah. good about it you knew it was in your heart I I I didn't want anybody to talk me out of it so Mm -hmm. I didn't ask anybody I just Mm -hmm. did it and obviously I'm grown but you know like I to this day I still look to my parents for insight so Mm -hmm. like the first thing I do when I have a problem is I either call my mom or I call my dad Mm -hmm. and like it wasn't even a thought to me to do that in the moment it wasn't until after when I was like saying to my mom and she was like okay like you know and I was like well I already did it like if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen or you know like or not and I was also really depressed at the time and I was also hating my job Mm -hmm. so to me I was like this is what I was praying for like Mm. at at the time even though we were we we are best friends but even though we were best friends um she had no idea that I was struggling so much Mm. um it wasn't you know parents it wasn't until my mom called her mm-hmm. and was like to her what I was going through so the timing for everything was just like perfect mm-hmm. I packed my bags uh, I had a going away dinner and I left to mm-hmm. California for three months four months I left wow. yeah I think for about four months and, awesome. if it would, and if I had it if I had it my way if things weren't as complicated as they were I probably would have stayed there and never came back mm-hmm. but I was just in a different place in my life chasing mm-hmm. the wrong things mm-hmm. and I was putting other people's feelings before my own and I was mm-hmm. like you know what I miss home it was a different culture for me too at the same time I didn't have that many friends like they didn't live in a like they lived in like a Really predominantly rich white neighborhoods. So for me, it was like a bit of a culture shock. Like I'm used to being around my loud family, like I'm used <laughs> to parties and dinners, and it was really quiet it's just a different culture for me. So I think that after a while, as the months went by, I just became really, really homesick, mm-hmm. and like my just my my focus wasn't on the prize at the time. It didn't stop my career. It didn't stop my job because I was very much capable of doing that when I got home. But I, I could have definitely stayed up until that six months. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't. I just came back home and I've continued to grind since then. And I've seen amazing places. I've been to amazing events. I've met some of my favorite people in this world. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful because I never, ever, 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 ever would have imagined Um, I don't just work with celebrity clients I do my my first two clients just happen to be like two of the most famous people in the world right now um but like that's not where we started right Mm -hmm. you know um we've kind of come up together the two of us um like the three of us I would say and I'm just really blessed to um have like people that saw something in me that I didn't see in myself Mm -hmm. because when she was asking me about these outfits I was like girl are you sure I'm like for real like you like it she's like yeah like I'm gonna go order this today and I was like okay you know so they saw something in me that I didn't quite see in myself at the time and to this day they still see but more they still see more of my potential than I do uh, and I'm just grateful for like how our relationship has blossomed and like the opportunities that they've presented to me outside of just our relationship mm-hmm. um, you know I've gotten to you know have my work seen on uh, like worldwide mm-hmm. um, you know I've been to award shows and I've gotten Best dressed in magazines mm-hmm. like that. So, those are accolades for me that I'm so grateful for.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because earlier on in the interview, when we were talking about vulnerability and why you, you know, you tend to, you've never really liked to put your emotions out there because of the fear of being judged. The truth is, in fashion, that's what people do. So, it's interesting that you're working in an industry that yeah. there's a lot of judging. So, yeah.
1: And I didn't want to be, and for that reason, I didn't want to be. I didn't want anybody to know who I was. Okay. I wanted to be like this, mysterious ghost stylist. Um, and every person that I've talked that I talked to, my mentors, other business individuals, other fashion stylists, other people in the industry, even my family, they were like, "Yeah, that's a good idea, but that's not really going to last very long. Like, you have, to, you're in fashion, you have to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, like." i just still i still don't feel like i fit in you know Mm. it's it's very weird um i'm working on like just my personal image it's in itself like just feeling more comfortable in my own skin especially being a new mom like it's a struggle for me so i always wanted to hide behind my name and my brand i'm like people don't need to know who i am like but people definitely know who i am they know
0: who you are now how does that how does that feel
1: it gives me a lot of anxiety i don't like it to be Mm -hmm. honest um I'm I don't I really don't like attention Mm -hmm. I don't like this I don't really like spotlight that much Mm -hmm. so I get really like clammed up and like I go into this shell whenever I'm like in certain situations like where I should be thriving as far as like networking is concerning like when I'm in rooms with like important people Mm -hmm. I don't thrive in those rooms I clam up and I get shy because Mm -hmm. I have anxiety
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um so I, I feel like you know there's probably a few opportunities that I've missed because, you know, my fear has held me back, but a new model that I've implemented into my life within the last little while is faith over fear. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that I have to have faith. I'm a really spiritual person. So I have to have faith that God is not going to put me in a situation that I cannot handle. And that, um, you know, anything I put my mind to, I can achieve that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different things that that means for me. Um, but I'm probably going to get that tatted on me very soon um, mm-hmm. because it's been a powerful force in my, those, that, those, that little phrase has been a powerful force in my life for the last couple of months because I realized that my fear holds me back from a lot of things. My fear of being judged, my fear of being a failure, my fear of people not liking my work, my fear of people not liking me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm self-taught. Every connection that i made in the industry, it's 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 because of my own merit everything mm-hmm. I've learned it's because I've googled it I've asked about it I didn't go to school I didn't have anybody I've never interned I didn't assist everything I've learned and done and accomplished was strictly on the strength of my own back so there were some there's a lot of times I'm in situations that I don't know how to get my I don't see my way out of them because I don't have the resources like I haven't met this person yet like I haven't met this person that could fix this problem like what do I do and then I have no choice but to tap into those around me. But, um, like a perfect example would be the NBA championships, Toronto, 2019, oh, I was 2019. Um, you know, Stefan came to me and he said, uh, I need I I wanna wear a suit. I wanna look like I'm going to work. And we didn't have a suit. That wasn't a part of his wardrobe. We, we didn't pull that. We, we didn't even fit that. It, you're telling me this at eight o'clock in the morning and you have to be at the arena at four. You don't, you're not sample size. I can't go to the mall and buy you a suit. I start freaking out. I have to make this happen from on the road and where I am right now. Uh, so obviously I called my dad freaking out. And um, there comes my dad to the rescue. Mm-hmm. And um, he introduced me. Uh, he said, you know, Shireen, your aunt's getting married. Maybe she can get you in touch with the, the guy who's making her suits. Made a few phone calls. Boom, boom, bum. Got in touch with the, with him. He he met me downtown. ASAP as a fast. I don't even know how quick we made we got to this meeting. Steph got out of his um, training, his morning practice. By the time he was done, we were at the hotel. We fit his um, fit his suit. Got him we looked put together. He took his nap. But the suit was returned tailored, and he was fit and ready to go to the game. And I got the most that look, the best look I think I've ever done.
0: But God. <laughs> Only God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so I, I've gone to the part of the interview where I'm going to ask you some rapid thrivers, so okay. we're, we're just going to with these. So when you think of someone who inspires you, who comes to mind first and why? Oh,
1: I have to answer. <laughs> you have okay. To- <laughs> I, okay, the first one that comes to mind is Aisha. She's my best friend. Uh, I, I watched her get it out the mud. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me she is an inspiration um like like a mom wife businesswoman entrepreneur friend uh she makes me want to be a better person like Mm -hmm. overall um Mm -hmm. and I think everybody needs somebody like that in their life somebody who's going to hold you accountable but also uplift you and I want to like she's she's a big inspiration to me and now mm-hmm. she's going to be an inspiration to to Blake as well that she's able to literally walk like she can see um she's getting the front lines you know to uh, uh to being a black successful woman she I gets to it. see it within exactly. me and you know within her godmom. and it's mm-hmm. like I gotta we I, you know we both have to be successful yeah. We're, we're, we're gonna be there together you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like we're gonna be up there together like we're gonna mm-hmm. i just know it so mm-hmm. i work hard because mm-hmm. i want to be able to treat her as much as well as she treats me
0: <laughs> i love that it's beautiful and so if you think about a daily activity what's something every day that you just know it just that that is helping you thrive
1: Um, my daily music sessions uh since having blake I've had to take some time throughout some of the days and lock myself in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I lock myself in the bathroom and I blast my music and I drink mm-hmm. wine and I sing oh. and I dance. I look forward to those moments. Like I, that's not, I don't have them every day, but um, I do look forward to those moments because that's where I could just unwind. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it just depends. Like I have a different have a different playlist. Sometimes I'll listen to gospel and I'll worship and I'll you know, end up crying and just... Mm-hmm. And some days I'm listening to my trap music and I'm turning up. Like in some days I'm listening to R&B and I'm singing like I'm Beyonce, you know? It just depends on what type of mood I'm in. <laughs> but I really look forward to those, music, uh, to those moments. Music is um, really important in my
0: life, I would say. Is there a book that you've read that you feel has helped you in your life?
1: Mm, the Bible.
0: Yeah. I was just gonna say that's gotta be the Bible.
1: <laughs> yeah, um and the reason why I say that is because all the other books that I've read are kind of just like, you know, oh, and the the, the subtle art of not giving a mm. beep. That's a good one too. Mm-hmm.
0: Um and that's the reason James why zero, right? uh Anyway, you know. I'll I'll look it up. I'll make sure yeah, we'll genres. put it yeah. in
1: there. And um I like that book because it's it's in a language that I can understand. <laughs>
0: What is an app that helps Madame Fashion Stylist um, with a, an app? Yeah, an app. an app. Yeah.
1: Oh, um, uh, ShopLook. Oh. ShopLook and Canva.
0: And one last question: What is one misconception that people that you have of you as they see you? You know, they see you on your uh, Instagram or they see you walking around. They see you as a mom and an entrepreneur.
1: Um. So I got this actually a lot recently um people think that I'm like stuck up um um and like I guess stush as Toronto people would say um but when people talk to me uh, a girl was said a girl said to me the other day she's like honestly like you're really humble mm-hmm. she's like and I didn't she's like I don't know what I expected but I didn't expect that from you mm-hmm. she's like you're really really humble like you, you you really humble yourself and I'm like you know thank you but I'm not doing anything to be humble like I'm literally Mm -hmm. just being myself and Mm -hmm. I think it's I know how social media can make people look or seem Mm -hmm. and then you know the people that you're associated with uh you know not only just my clients being you know who they are but like a lot of my close friends and my family are important people as well so it's like you know they associate me with all this greatness which is amazing um and i think they just expect me to kind of have this hollywood type of attitude Mm -hmm. um and that is so not me. Like I'd rather be rich than famous. I don't care about fame. I don't care about pop. I don't care about any of that stuff. Like I'm super low-key. Um, so when people talk to me and I'm I guess I'm so down to earth and I'm like kind of quirky and like a little so awkward, like I say, they're like, whoa, like not bougie like I thought you were, or you're not stuck up like I thought you were. And I'm like, no, like. I'm not, I, I'm not like that. So I think that's something that people might think about. me. I don't know. I love it. Maybe I'll ask <laughs> that on Instagram. Like, what did you guys think of me? What was your first impression of me?
0: You know? So now since we're talking about Instagram, where do we find you online?
1: Okay, so you can find me online. I have Instagram at byslr. So it's B-Y-S-L-R.
0: Thank you, Shireen. I have one final question before I, um, we end here. What does it mean to be empowered in my skin? What does that mean to you?
1: I think it just means to be true to yourself um and I did I said it when I was having my meltdown earlier today I said I don't feel empowered right now I don't want to talk that's what I said because I was looking at my um, emotions as being a burden to you like to not you but to this conversation <laughs> like I was like you know like I felt like I needed to come with uh, all the positive energy and just all the goodness but like honestly like today I was feeling really low like I didn't I I felt like I didn't have the positive energy to give out but then I thought about it as I was combing my hair and I was like you know you don't have to be perfect mm-hmm. it's okay to feel how you feel mm-hmm. it's okay to show people that mm-hmm. and like i said like earlier like w- speaking with you like this is the safest it could get you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying um so to be empowered is to is to move past your struggles mm-hmm. to move past your insecurities mm-hmm. to move past that voice in your head that says you can't do something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um to me that's feeling empowered because like t- an hour ago, I was not feeling that at all, and, and now, you- <laughs> well, and now I feel differently, you know. So it it's qu- qu- things can change quite. I quickly.
0: love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And to everyone that's listening, I know this is it's been. I'm. Anyway, I love my niece. I am so proud of her. I love am you too. All and I'm very very proud of you. And I thank you for sharing yourself and energy with you today. And to everyone that's listening, this is where I have to say we're out so there you have it i trust you're saying to yourself i'm fully empowered in my skin and remember whatever platform you're listening to this on please subscribe like review and share this podcast with someone else that you feel can benefit from the empowering content that we deliver as Tom Billia says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been fun hanging with you. It's your girl, and I'm out.